0: Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Wednesday, May 13th. Hope you all are doing well today. Today we are going to be in uh, Luke chapter 5 and also 1 Timothy 4. In just a couple of short verses, uh, we will actually start in 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, um, starting in uh, verse 16. Or actually, let's start in verse um, 14. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. It was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Practice these things. Be committed to them so that your progress may be evident to all. Pay close attention to your life and your teaching. Persevere in these things, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And then in the Gospel of Luke chapter 5, Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. I want to start in um, verse 12, and I'll read down through verse 16. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man was there who had leprosy all over him. He saw Jesus, fell face down, and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Reaching out his hand, Jesus touched him, saying, I am willing to be made clean, and immediately the leprosy left him. Then he ordered him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer what Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. But the news about him spread even more and large crowds would come together to hear him and be healed of their sicknesses. Yet often he withdrew to deserted places and prayed. And that's the word of the Lord from 1 Timothy 4. And Luke chapter five, and we are talking, uh, or have been talking, and praying through personal responsibility, um, which I actually think yesterday I did not end in leading you in a prayer. So hopefully you took personal responsibility for prayer yesterday. Um, but this idea that being a self differentiated person or a non anxious presence in people's lives. Um, some of the things that have to go into that to prepare you for that. It doesn't just magically happen. And today, um, I've read a couple of passages, one from 1 Timothy, which was Paul telling Timothy um, that he needed to pay attention to his life and his doctrine, and by doing so, by being committed to a series of disciplines, series of exercises that help keep him grounded in the word of God, Um, he would save, it says, save not only himself, but his hearers also. Okay, So what's happening there in 1 Timothy 4, Paul is telling Timothy that one of the most important things that you can do to help someone else is to be sure that you are turning that dial down to zero that you are not a reactive person, that you don't take up quick fix mentality, that you don't take sort of a, a herd mentality, what's everybody else doing about this, how is everybody else reacting, rather that you pay attention to your life, meaning, um, what you do in response, the whole of your life. What is your life like? What are you doing in response to the gospel and your teaching? What is it that you're telling people? What is it that you're proclaiming about God to others? Okay. And he says that that way you will save not only yourself, but your hearers also. You can't just go around saving other people. Um, you can't spend your time focused only on other people trying to Um, sort of turn their dial down, okay? And then with Jesus, we get a how-to in that, okay? And Jesus, um, in the little uh, story that we read, Jesus heals this man, and all of these folks are coming to him, asking for him to heal them. And of course, the list could go on and on and on and on and on about the people that Jesus could have healed, and Jesus could have made an excuse and said, I need to stay here because there's more people that are hurting, need to be healed. I don't need to spend time on myself. I don't need to focus on myself. Yet, it says at the end of this, even with all of those crowds, in fact, maybe maybe especially because all of the crowds that needed saving from their physical maladies, it says, yet he often withdrew to deserted places and prayed. You see that yet? In other words, it's what what the author, what Mark is saying there, excuse me, what Luke is saying there is that it seems that the best thing for someone with the power to heal to do is to continue to stay connected to all of these folks that need healing and to just give himself completely to them. Yet, Jesus withdrew to deserted places to pray. Now that word deserted places, I think, I haven't looked this up on the spot, but if my memory serves me, it is the same word for wilderness. And if you look back in Luke chapter four, you can see Jesus' first, at least recorded experience in the wilderness. It's when the spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness through a very painful process of fasting for 40 days from both food and water, a sort of supernatural fast in which he encountered Satan and was tempted by Satan. So this was no easy thing. It seems like you would come out of that wilderness experience and you would go, "I'm going to avoid every wilderness experience I ever have, but Jesus doesn't. Jesus purposely in all of the laud, in all of the popularity, in all of the crowd saying, "We need more from you. We need more from you. Jesus withdraws. Why? I would take you I would take you over to what Paul says to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4. He withdraws because he is paying attention to his life and his teaching. See, Christians, we are called to a pattern of both engagement and withdrawal. Engagement and withdrawal. Just think of the Sabbath. Cultivate, cultivate, cultivate. No, stop. Pull, collaborate, and listen. Right? Stop. Pull back today. Today, I want you to cultivate in a different way. I want you to cultivate your relationship with me, is what the Sabbath said. If you were in our Sabbath series, you've heard some of that. I want to end today, before we pray, with a picture of this. Um, I want to be very careful about the picture that I draw here because I simply don't know this man, and I don't even know all of the circumstances of his death this past weekend. Um, but a former megachurch pastor, Darren Patrick, a guy whose books I've read on actually on church planting and um, was familiar with some of his books on uh, manhood and, and other things, um, died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound at a while he was with friends at a um, Target practice facility. Now, Darren Patrick's story is rocky, um, but one of the things that happened to him is he was removed from ministry, I believe, in 2016. And then he went through a process of restoration. Um, Now, just from a pastor's point of view, um, I've seen a number of pastors sort of have a falling out, and then they just, bloop, just reappear somewhere on the map without any sort of public repentance at all. Um, But Darren Patrick was different. I was actually very encouraged about some of the steps he was taking, and um, I found someone who's paying a, 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 a paying a tribute to Darren Patrick this week, who was uh, I, I think did have a history of mental illness and some other things, but he just um, in the wake of Darren's um, in the wake of Darren's uh, restoration of ministry and the process that he went through of submitting himself to kind of seeing some of his own sin that that he went into the wilderness to pay attention to himself. And this particular author on Twitter just recounts some things that Darren said to him. So I'm going to read just a few of them. The seeds of your own self-destruction are growing within you right now. Pay attention to what's happening in your heart. And then again, he said, Darren Patrick said, At one point, the scriptures became a tool for my ministry instead of the treasure of my heart. I'm going to read those two again. The seeds of your own self-destruction are growing within you right now. Pay attention to what's happening in your heart. And at one point, the scriptures became a tool for my ministry instead of the treasure of my heart. Again, that is Darren Patrick, who um, by all accounts died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound This um, just a few days ago. It is important... To not go, 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 go all the time, even if that go, 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 going is for God. To remain a self-differentiated person, to be able to turn the dial to zero, we have to intentionally withdraw, even if that withdrawal has some connection to, you know, like it did for Jesus in Luke chapter 4, like hard experiences of our past. We don't run away from it. Those things build us. They help with our endurance. They build our maturity. If you're going to be a self-differentiated person, you cannot always run to comfort You must pay attention to your life and doctrine. You must pay attention to what's happening in your heart because the seeds of your own self-destruction are there right now. And if we only give, 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 give to the crowds, this is especially true for me. The scriptures can become a tool for ministry instead of the treasure of our heart. And that's why on this podcast, I try not to share out of a, what should I share on the podcast as much as what have I learned in my life in those periods of withdrawal? What have I learned as I have pulled back and spent time not on social media, not Instagramming, not Facebooking, not not showing everybody what I'm doing with God, rather in those times when it is just the Lord and I in a period of wilderness and withdrawal, what has he taught me? And that's what I try to share with you here on the podcast um, I am sad to hear the news about Darren Patrick. This last weekend felt like um just a lot of death with Ahmad Arbery as well. Um, a lot of ugliness, a lot of pain, a lot of death. And so, I need also that period of withdrawal to step back to focus again on the Lord and on the hope that He has for us. And I pray that you will take personal responsibilities for periods of Sabbath. Once a week, periods of withdrawal, where you pull back and you say, I, I I don't I can't do everything. I need to pay attention to what my life is saying and what my teaching is saying. What do I believe and how do I live? And I pray that you'll take personal responsibility for that. Let's be silent now, and then I will close us in a time of prayer. And will you pray um, this prayer that I end with? Just pray that over and over throughout your day today. Heavenly Father, even your son, Jesus Christ, did not um, take advantage of his stamina to go, 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 and do, 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 and save, save, save. Yes, he withdrew to des- withdrew to deserted places to pray. So should we, to pay attention to our life and our doctrine, to how we live and what we believe and whether those two things line up whether they are connected to what you teach us and what you've shown us in your word. Will you, uh, will you give us insight into ourselves, not to laud ourselves, but to find those seeds of destruction that are already planted within us so that they can be uprooted and rather that we would depend on the word that was deeply implanted within us. Rather than watering the seed of our own destruction by go, go, going, Father, will you help us to water the implanted word within us by withdrawing to deserted places to pray. We trust that you'll meet us there. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.